What is cooking, people? This is scriptwriter Steve. This is the podcast, Barbecue 2 Movies. And I have a pretty good show for you, but unfortunately, it's not that great news. I'll try to keep things upbeat, but hmm, I don't know. I'll, I'll try my best. You know me, right? You know, overall, I'm a very positive person, even though if I may be the bringer of bad news, maybe I talk about bad news a lot. Maybe I'm a compulsive complainer. Well, I know I'm a compulsive complainer. I think that's what makes me so interesting. I complain with style. <laughs> so anyway, you know, 2021 is not the year I thought it would be. I thought, okay, Trump is going to get elected. COVID is going to be a thing of the past. And, you know, we're just going to cruise into the sunset and everything is just going to be just great. My Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. Well, that none of that happened. <laughs> not, not even close to it. But I do feel and I do think COVID will be a thing of the past when summer comes around. I even think COVID may be a thing of the past, maybe in March or April. We, we, we may be actually on our way because these vaccines are actually working. Um, I know a lot of you are not, you know, pro-vaccine, but we don't even need, you know, the 80 to 90% of people to be vaccinated. We probably only need 20% to be, to see the numbers to go down. And uh, if you're wondering if I'm going to take the vaccine, yeah, I will when it's my turn to take it. Yeah, I think it's a little funny, though, when you, you look on Facebook or social media and you see all of these young people, you know, holding up their their vaccinate cards, you know, though, again, that's what's trending. You got to do what's trending when you get vaccinate, vaccinated. But why are all these young people, get, you know, getting vaccinated and bragging about it? Your Their grandmother should be you <laughs> should be getting vaccinated. They shouldn't be getting vaccinated. They're not at risk. Oh, that's just my opinion. I think that's really selfish of them. Uh, just wait your turn. You wait your turn or get your grandmother down there. I don't understand that. All right. So I'm going to start talking about everything, but we got to do that commercial thing. So I'm going to cut to commercial. I'll be right back. Trust me. And I hope you're back because I have some things I want to talk about. I want to talk about um, more about the, the events that happened on over at the Capitol. I don't call them riots, but, you know, we'll call it Domestic terrorism, we'll put quotes around those words, domestic terrorism, because it's far from what they're advertising it to be. All right, but we'll, be, we'll get back to that right after these messages. I promise it'll be good. All right, I'm back. I hope you're back. And, you know, before I dig into the riots that happened on um, the Capitol, and I wouldn't even call them riots again. They were just, I would just call them very angry people. And it was, it was just gangbusters there. It's just a situation that got worse and worse and worse. And these things happen. They are, quote unquote, you know, again, they are riots for the most part. And it's horrible that people even died there. Um, it's, this is not how it's supposed to happen. And, uh, you know, and I would just wish the, those, that the Trump supporters that were there would have handled them, themselves in a much, you know, more responsible way. But um, this is what happens when, when people feel their rights are getting taken away. And right now, I would tell you about, hmm, um, Frank Luntz, he, did a, he actually did a study and uh, he surveyed a lot of Trump supporters and, and he asked them flat out, would you vote for President Trump again in 2024? 91% said yes. That's huge. 91% said yes. That must scare the hell out of Democrats right there. That means 91% believe that this election was stolen. And if you're asking me, I do believe it has been stolen. And the math makes sense right here. You know, it, right now we're looking at, you know, they said 
<laughs> there's 215 million registered voters in America, and there's a turnout of 66.3%. So that would give a world, a world of 142.5 million votes. They said that Trump got 74.2 million votes, and if you subtract that from 142.5, you have 68.5 million votes left. So where did the extra 12.5 million votes come from that went to Biden and to get him to 81 million? I, I just don't know. I can't explain it. Um, was, it the, was it the Dominion Dominion machines? Was it dead people voting? Was it the illegal votes? We know those kinds, those fraud on a small scale happens. Was it enough to turn the election? And I think those, those are things that we should still investigate. Um, if it didn't, then it didn't. But if it did... We have to put a stop to that. And it sure looks as though <laughs> the laws were changed, especially with Joe Biden. When he came out and said, you know, we have the largest fraud, you know, organization, you know, ever created. And then the the Democrats said, well, he misspoke. Well, first, it was a stutter. Then he misspoke. And then he was talking about um, his team of lawyers who, who he dispersed to make sure fraud would not happen in this election. But what did those lawyers do? They went to the, the only the, the key swing states, which Joe Biden had to win, and he those lawyers lobbied to change those election the way the the way they would count mail-in ballots, and they made sure they would count mail-in ballots after the final vote tally of in-person voting was was counted. So that means, and and they've made sure that these mail-in ballots could be counted not just into the night, but a week after. And that's just really bad. The, re the reason for that is because it allows people to find votes. Now, again, there's 215 million registered voters. That means, you know, they could find these, re you know, these registered voters because they sent mail-in ballots to everyone. And those mail-in ballots came back. And, you know, a lot of those came back. And all they have to do is, is basically, you know, put, a, you know, put a, a false signature on top of there, count those ballots before anyone can, can verify it. And that's it. You know they're they're in the they're in the tank, and once the ballot is separated from the envelope, well, <laughs> you can't tell it if anything happened there. You really can't tell, and the way they're all counted, it it just there's so many, oh, there's so many shenanigans going on, and there's so much evidence out there, but it's just hor horrible because all of that evidence wasn't heard, and no matter what the media would, would tell you, where they say, oh, you know the. You know, the, the courts took a look at it and they said it, the evidence just wasn't there. No, the, the judge, first of all, he, he doesn't rule whether or, not, whether or not evidence is valid or not. That's up for deba uh, debate. That's called due process. That's how it always is. It, it, the, question is the question is, do you have enough evidence to bring forth a conviction? And in this case, we did. It, we had thousands and thousands of, of loads of evidence, but then all of these cases were dismissed purely on processing, I, I guess the process, and that's about it. So the evidence was never investigated, never laid out in, in front of you, but at these hearings, you could hear them, and you know what? To come out and say that all of these people here, these thousands of people here, from different walks of life, and from different professions, and, and some who are just IT specialists to forensic fraud specialists who, who actually look into bank accounts to see if there's money laundering going on, coming out and saying there's something fishy going on. To have IT experts saying, come on, this is how the vote tallies go on. It's mathematically impossible. Um, to have 
election observers say, even Democrat election observers say, things were not handled correctly, and it looks as though there are shenanigans going on. But we can't see that. The investigation never happened. Why? And that's the frustrating part of that I'm going through right now. I'm not sure if you're going through that right now. But even more so, what I'm seeing right now where this nation, where this nation is heading is just scary. Because we no longer have freedom of speech. I can't type on a post. Some of my posts on Facebook have been coming down. And again, you know, Facebook, Instagram, most likely Facebook is what I use as my soapbox. This is, this is where, you know, I, I evangelize my point of view. And it's just my point of view. I try to research as much as I can, but I may be wrong, you know, and I do a lot of that evangelization on my podcast here. Again, I may be wrong, but that's my freedom of speech, my, my First Amendment right. I have a right to offend, a right to be wrong. Um, and may, some people may even take what I say out of context, and maybe that would make people mad and want to do things to me or do things to other people. But again, I can't be responsible for that. And here we are, we're in this day and age where this, the, the sensitivity dial of, of Americans are just so turned up. I mean, you say anything wrong, anything that offends anyone, people just, they're looking for a reason to get offended. And, and, and again, my, I have some friends who are just very oversensitive, and you, know, you say one thing and all of a sudden your friendship's just gone. I mean, it, they're... Um, they, they call that borderline personality disorder where you're extreme black and white. And you say the wrong things. It's like walking on landmines. And, and you say the wrong thing and, they, and, and, and they're like, well, you're, you're dead to me. And then the next day, you're alive to me. But I'm not sure if everyone has that. But it seems as though people you know, are, are getting to that stage right now where they just they feel that they have to you know, destroy friendships, relationships. Uh, everything, everything, just over uh, an opinion, a difference of opinion, and they can't, and they, they literally have to destroy it. They can't have a conversation about it. And, and when I took a look, take a look at the riots, why don't we just call them riots for now, right? The riots that happened over on Capitol Hill. And, and um, they said that Trump incited those riots, which is entirely impossible. If you look at all the video of the riots, people showed up there with gas mask on. Um, they showed up with their batons. They showed up where there was uh, helmets. They showed up with bulletproof vests. And they also, some had air horns, hammers. Um, some had two by fours or, or like, um, and a lot of them I saw they had weighted, weighted gloves. And weighted gloves are like, they look like regular gloves, but on the knuckles, they have, um, they're, they have these little um, lead pieces there. So if they, if they punch a door or if, or if they punch a window, it, it's very easy to, um, to shatter. These people came looking to riot. Now, I'm not sure if those people were, were Antifa or just MAGA support or angry MAGA supporters or, you know, just very paranoid, um, paranoid uh, MAGA supporters because, again, those do exist. You know, I'm not going to say, hey, those, those don't exist. They do exist. Um, people can take things too far when they're angry, when they're triggered. Um, it's just like it's just the the right wing's version of Antifa. Now you don't you, you don't see that as much on the right. You really, really don't. 
but I'm sure it exists because there's a lot of people out there who want to fight. But here's also other thing. If you look at all of the, the videos where um, the MAGA supporters did show up to protect everything, they just showed up dressed in normal clothes with a MAGA hat on and ready to fight with their fist. It's the Antifa people who were dressed to riot, who were, who were um, dressed to conceal their identity. They knew how to do this. So was it, you know, we really don't know. There is, but there is proof though that uh, like they, I think they found one person, one or two people, there's video of they could, they could actually prove that there was one or two people who, who they could trace back to Antifa. And I let, I'll let you know is that Antifa, one or two Antifa members just don't show up. There's usually a plethora of them. There, and there's more than 10, there's more than 20. It's usually a thousand, thousands at a time. They don't just show up two people there. So there's probably a lot more. Now, if Trump were to tell to incite the riots, that means these guys would have to go back home, get dressed to riot, and then go over to the Capitol, correct? But they were already dressed, <laughs> they were already dressed for to fight, and they went over to the Capitol. And plus also the timeline doesn't make any sense because they were already fighting with the Capitol Police while Trump was actually giving his speech. So it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It, it, it's completely, it can't happen. But again, the Democrats are taking things out of context and they're saying Trump incited these riots when he did not. If you listen to his speech, all he's saying that, and he knows that you folks are going to, you know, are going to go over to the, going to go over to Capitol to peacefully protest. He even used the word peacefully protest. Now they think that he, the Democrats are saying because he didn't concede and because he kept pushing the quote unquote conspiracy theory that he, that the election was stolen from him, that's how he was inciting the violence. But doesn't he have the right to believe that? Hillary Clinton said the same thing. Nancy Pelosi said the same thing. The Democrats said that Donald Trump had stolen the election from Hillary Clinton using the Russians, and he said this for three years. So why can't Trump say that? Why can't Trump say that? Hillary Clinton goes on TV and says it over and over and over again. She still says it over again. Doesn't that incite a It's the same damn thing. Same damn thing. So when, when Trump actually, he, he went down to um, the border wall today and, and he's out there saying, you know, he believes the election was stolen and blah, 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 and all this kind of things and everything. And, and then Trump said what you just said there was to incite more violence. <laughs> he didn't even, he didn't even say anything. Like what, where the hell, how are they interpreting this? What triggered individual at all of these companies it, it almost feels when it, it, it's almost, a, you know, there's no even, huh, there's no even subtext there <laughs> to, to insinuate that he's talking about something else. It's almost like a crazy person, you know, when, when they say, when you, when, you, when you tell them, well, you know, I had a really great day today. And then the other person says, well, I guess you're telling me that you don't really have great days. Or you tell them, oh, you look really good today. Are you telling me I never look, never look good? That's the kind of crap you're dealing with. They're, they're twisting things like that. And they want to impeach him again. They're, they're using this as a whole charade to, as another reason to say, well, we can't have this guy. We have to impeach him. There's only, he, he, I think in 10 days or less, 
you know, Trump is going to be out of office and they can't wait. They said, we have to impeach him, impeach him, impeach him. And you can't impeach him. The votes are not there. You know, to impeach him, the House has to pass, pass the vote to impeach him. And then he has to be, you know, the Senate has to go undergo a trial. And then two-thirds of the Senate have to vote to impeach him. And the votes are not there. there there's not enough votes to do that. So he's not going to get impeached. And the only reason why they want to impeach him, because they know that if Donald Trump runs again, he'll probably win. Because they can only do this, like, mail-in ballot thing and, and fake it this way only so long. I want to give you some numbers here. Barack Obama, you know how popular that guy was, right? Barack Obama was probably one of the most popular candidates of all time. So in 2012, he received 65.9 million votes. This is amazing, okay? This is really amazing. So the, the only person that and he had the most votes until 2020 now, 65.9 million votes. That's how much Barack Obama had. He had stadiums, and, and we could feel the energy. You know, John McCain ran against him. Mitt Romney ran against him. There, there was no way they were going to win. We could feel it. We could see it. We, we knew that we were, it was an uphill battle to win against the first black president, no matter how bad he was. Now, Hillary Clinton, in 2012, she received 65.8 million votes. So she just got 100,000 less than Barack Obama. So a lot of Barack Obama voters did turn, you know, she didn't lose that as many, apparently. And, but President Trump um, received 62.9 million in 2016. So again, he didn't win the popular vote, but, but maybe that's also false too, because the Dominion machines were happening around there too. And I remember, I remember Pennsylvania, he was way ahead in Pennsylvania, and they wouldn't call Pennsylvania in 2016, they were looking for votes, and and um, they kept looking, 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 and finally they just said, you know, they just said we had, we can't find any more, you know. And anyway, this year Trump received 74.2 million votes, and most of those votes were in person. These were actually people who went to the went down to the precinct and voted in person, not the mail-in ballots, in person. Now they're saying Joe Biden got 81 million votes. Okay, maybe he did or not, but those were mostly mail-in ballots done through COVID, and the Democrats know that this isn't true, because if you look at all of his rallies, they're basically empty, and they're saying, oh, they're empty because of COVID, that's total BS. That is total BS, because there were some rallies where he, the train rally, where he told people come out and he'll be outside the train, and they had no social distancing going on, and they showed up outside the train, and only about 30 people would show up. It wasn't that great. Even Obama, Obama tried to, to um, campaign for, um, for, for uh, Biden, but not many people showed up there. It was crazy. Where were all the, the 81 million people? Where were all of his supporters? And then we're, Trump won every single demographic, right? Asians, whites, um, stay-at-home mothers, or businesswomen, businessmen, all the cop unions. They all basically started to vote for him. Cops. But for one, re for, for very strange reason, Joe Biden brought in more military votes. When you when you go to the <laughs> when Trump went to the Army Navy game after the, he lost the election, the Army the people there were just cheering him. They're cheer they're chanting USA USA, and this is over. These are West Point grads, right? Who 
you know, the Navy and the West Point grads who were all cheering them on. And then you, when he went overseas to go visit them overseas, they would they would take they, they would they would chant USA USA USA. He 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 uh, fixed the VA. You know, Obama them didn't care about the VA. Remember, the VA was doing a horrible job. <laughs> People, you know, veterans were were dying waiting for treatment, and Trump fixed it. And now you're telling me that oh yeah, we want more of that. And, and then you go to his rallies, and there's all these military people showing up there. How many military people did you see show up to support Biden right outright? None. None whatsoever. But he won the military vote by 80%, by the way, they're saying. Really. And those guys who voted, the 80% people, 80% of the votes that came in Minnesota, raw military absentee voting, all, vo- all went for Biden. They said, well, all went for Biden, and they, did, they didn't vote down ballot. Only for Biden and not down ballot. Isn't that weird? That's what one woman had said. I just find that strange. I find that really, really strange. By the way, when you vote absentee ballot, um, the votes for the military, they come, into, they, they come into the precinct and they have to be translated so the computer can be read. When they're translated, you should have a Democrat and Republican there. When that, when that absentee ballot is open, it's interpreted, and then someone will say, this is a Joe Biden vote, and the Republican will say, yes, it is. They, they color in the block, and then they scan it right there, all right there. That didn't happen. The absentee ballots came in, and the people just translated it. One person did it. One person. <laughs> Could that one person have changed like all the votes? You bet you. But of course, we can't investigate that. We can't get to the bottom of that. And, and, and this is what I don't like, too. They're saying, oh, are you telling me that these people, these hardworking people are capable of cheating? Oh, yeah, definitely. Good people cheat. And a lot of times people cheat to win. You know, it, that's just part of the game of politics. It's part of the game of football. Have you ever watched football and the receiver, he catches the ball, but he's actually trapping it underneath there, using the ground to assist him to catch it? And then he pretends, though, that he actually caught the ball, even though he knows he trapped it. And a lot of times they have to, and then the only time they can um, overturn it is when they view it in instant replay and actually say, whoa, wait a minute, he trapped the ball. Well, in this case, we can't even view it on instant replay. We just have to say, hey, you know what? Just trust him. Trust that this guy actually caught the ball. And he won't tell you the truth. He wants to win. He wants that first down. And he's a good guy. He's not a cheater in real life. He's not, he's not no burglary or anything. That's just part of the game. So, oh, anyway, anyway. So what's going on now? Well, apparently now, if you are a Trump supporter, you are considered an insurrectionist. So you're, you are part of the problem, part of the violence. You are helping to incite riots that could actually damage America, tear at the fabric of our Constitution. <laughs> I find that so, uh, it's, it's so, so wrong. Now, first of all, it is the right. It is, when I say right, I mean the right, the conservative party that, that believes in the Constitution, the, free, the freedom of speech, offensive speech. Even if you disagree with me, I still want your freedom of speech. You know, I don't want Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi or anyone to get censored. 
I don't want to get censored too because I know it's a, it's a very slippery slope if you say, hey, we are censoring this person's speech because I find it offensive. The First Amendment was created to defend hateful and offen- offensive speech. And that's why we have, you know, um, rap music out there that's very offensive and it can actually incite violence. It, <laughs> you know, it, it causes gang, rap music causes gang wars. You know, Tupac and Biggie Smalls are the result of that. They got killed because their gang wars, you know, you know, spilled over into the into the professional rap and in, professional music industry. That's what happened. You know, they got caught right in the crossfire, even though you know Tupac so have left it behind. But this is what happens. You know, when you have free speech, that's just that's just the you know catch twenty two with it. You may say something that may do something and everything like that, right? But you know, here's the thing. On the left, you have Maxine Waters, you have people on the left who are actually calling for violence against Republicans. You have Black Lives Matter who are saying, you know, telling telling you to kill cops, you know, to actually incite violence. You're you're having Antifa organize riots in certain areas to show up to these certain areas and to actually you know, burn down a district, burn down Wendy's, burn down the Soho district and over in New York City. That Why aren't their accounts banned? They're not. The Ayatollah can still chant death to America. But get this. Okay, so Twitter, <laughs> this is funny, going a little off subject. So Twitter, <laughs> they go over to Uganda and Uganda is going through through an election right now, and they want to get involved. They want to manipulate the election. <laughs> they want to collude, apparently, with the right side. So they actually ban the government the government of Uganda um, from Twitter and also Facebook. Well, that has a different effect because the government of Uganda says, "Well, if we can't use Twitter and Facebook to spread our propaganda, then." Guess what? Nobody here has has, um, has free speech. So the government of Uganda got rid of all of, all of Facebook and all of Twitter. So nobody there can speak on Twitter. Nobody there can go speak on Facebook. And that's what Twitter did. That's what Facebook did. They just ruined free speech over there in over there in Uganda because they started meddling in their election. Can you believe that? What the hell are they doing? And here they are. It's even worse in America, right? Well, not to work. No, it's way worse than Uganda. I'm sorry, but it's almost getting to that point where you have Twitter, you know, taking down Trump's account. YouTube today banned him, right? And then they're also taking down conservative websites. And then Parler, Parler was accused of, I guess, being, I guess, I guess, being one of the social media sites that helped help coordinate this attack on the Capitol, which where there's no proof of that ever happening, none. Whatsoever. Absolutely none. So why were they convicted? There was no investigation that went and said, hey, we found this post, that post, this post. No. It just happened to be that conservatives like to go there because they hate these little fact checks and their posts getting taken out or being thrown into Facebook jail for saying, hey, I don't agree with that. And you know what? You can be thrown in Facebook jail for anything. I got thrown in it because I told someone, I don't think an attack helicopter is a gender. That's what I was thrown in Facebook jail for. You know, another, another friend of mine told, got, got thrown in Facebook jail for saying, that's just stupid. He just said, that's just stupid. And 
Into Facebook jail he went. Because he offended someone. So that's why people went to Parler. And Parler, to be honest, it's not that very, the functionality of it is not that great. It doesn't even hold up to Facebook. That's why I didn't get rid of Facebook because it's not that good yet. But here, here, here um, Amazon comes along and just gets rid of gets rid of them off their server. And then on, in Silicon Valley, everyone, everyone is just so scared of Amazon that other big server farms are not, they're not allowing Parler to park their web, their, their company anywhere. Absolutely nowhere. And that's allowed? You know? That's not how the free market is supposed to work. This is, the, this is really bad. I've never th- thought it would get this bad before. I mean, we talk about cancel culture. This is cancel culture on a whole new level. But this is the way the left works. This is the way it works. It worked, you know, my industry that I work in, the way I, I used to make money before COVID, it wasn't the entertainment industry. I, like I told you, I've been out of the entertainment industry for like, since I was 20, 21, you know, and that's when I stopped. And then I started to get back into there. And just because of COVID, I started to really dip my feet into there or deep, really dip my toes into there. I guess that's the right word. But again, you know, <laughs> the left, they would attack wedding companies. I, do you remember the gay people who wanted to, who sued that cake company, the Christian cake company, because they wouldn't make them a gay cake? They wanted a very provocative, sexual gay cake. And they said, well, I'm sorry, we don't make those. And secondly, because of our Christian values, we don't want to make a gay cake like that, but we can make a regular cake for you. But we can't, you know, make one with, you know, that's, that's sexually explicit. They didn't have the right to do that. And, these leftist lawyers sued this cake company so much that they went out of business. And they did the same thing to a pizza company where, where uh, um, they were set up. The left had set this one company up who was, who was a very strong Christian since we have a gay theme party going on, right? And they wanted this, pe- you know, this, guy, this guy to say, oh, we, we're going to order pizza for our, our wedding. Can you make, it, make them in a very explicit way? And the guy said, no, we only make them in circles. I'm sorry. It's not being, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, I'll serve you guys, but I'm only going to serve you with a round pizza and I'm not going to serve, you know, serve things that are made to look very sexual, especially like that, you know, because we just don't believe in that kind of things. Oh yeah, they were sued and they went out of business too. So this is the way they operate. And this is what we have to look forward to. Now before Trump, he would have our back. He would, and that's the great thing about Trump. He would have our back. Now, I want to, if, if you're a liberal, if you're a liberal listening to this, you're listening to a Trump supporter right here. I'm not violent. I haven't gotten into a fight for a long time. The only fight, I used to be a heavyweight boxer before. That's the only fight I did was in the ring, right? I wouldn't, now I tell you what, if you're a liberal, you want to try to come and punch me, you better really watch out here because I can knock you out. I really can. <laughs> I, I have a strong right cross. You know, and I got a strong, I got a mean left hook right there. You better watch out if you come, if you come out of me, I can, I know how to slip, bob, and weave. You know, <laughs> so you better not try it. But again, the left would just try to cancel you. They'll try to come with you and try to cheap shot you. They don't want to fight you eye to eye like a man. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't want to fight you in the ring. They're going to do some cheap shot behind the back. 
trap you. And that's what they're doing with Trump. Oh, you've said this, we're going to trip you up. If you, and that's what it's like for like a lot of these people, you know, uh, out there, even people who are, who are on the radio, they say one wrong thing, all of a sudden you lose your job. Right? You, offend, you offend someone the wrong way and everything like that. It's interpreted the wrong way and you're basically out. You know, people put in their foot, people put their foot in their mouth or their mouth on their foot, either way, in, all the time. People just say those things. Especially in this medium, you know, of talk radio, podcasting, or anything like that. Because when you're letting your, your, your thoughts flow, you can actually say the wrong thing. But again, the left will take all those things out of context and try to use it to destroy you. you know? But unless you're on the left side. But the question is right now, is where the hell do we go from here? I still don't know the answer to that. And um, but what, here's what I'm looking at, though. The, the future isn't all that negative because COVID is going to be past us. Okay, why don't we agree? COVID is going to be in the rearview mirror. And the Democrats are going to get, they're going to get their chance to, to fix everything. And if they fix everything and America is a greater place and they do a better job than Donald Trump, then you know what? I'm a happy camper. I really am. If my business is doing good, I'm not paying as much taxes. I have more freedoms here and there. And, you know, and, and everyone's prospering and everyone's happy. I may even vote Democrat. Okay? But I do know that Democrat policies don't work. I do know that high regulations don't work. It's horrible for business. I know high taxes don't work. I know that when people have high taxes, they move somewhere else. How do I know that? Because we have examples of that. We have, we have all different states that are highly democratic. We have cities that are democrat, and they're run into the ground. The difference is that these, city, that these cities, just, they, they try to blame it all on Donald Trump. When it's their own cities, they're being run into the ground. de Blasio, look what he did to New York City. He ruined this in, incredibly pos- prosperous city, and it's crap now. You know, Kumo. He ruined New York City. Both of them ruined it. Look at California. It's crap. Homeless people everywhere. Los Angeles. It's crap. People are moving out. In the rich areas, there's homeless people. There's hypodermic needles you can find in a rich district area. You go down to Venice Beach. It's scary now. I used to cruise at Venice Beach when I used to be there in California working and uh, you know, trying to make it as a screenwriter. Venice Beach was my, you know, after, after I, I, I cruise over in the studios, I cruise over in Venice Beach because I want to ride my bike and do some tricks, do some tricks on the rocks over there. And that, was, that was my thing, going over there in the pit, the graffiti pit, and uh, doing stuff over there. But you can't do that there because there's homeless people everywhere. It's crazy. And, and the Democrats think, the Democrats are ruining Hawaii too, where I am. <laughs> We have a rail we can't afford. There's homeless, again. Homeless is everywhere. Housing prices are going out of whack. The jobs are not returning. My wedding company, which I thought was recession-proof, is, is like somewhat recovering now, but it's still not like what it was before. So do I think they're going to do a job? good job? No, I really don't. But maybe they do. And if they do, they deserve my vote. Okay? I'll, I'll just say that. But here's what I think. They know for a fact they're not going to get the job done because their policies don't work. It just really doesn't. What do they want? They want more open borders. They want to legalize um, uh, illegal immigrants. Okay, fine. You're going to put them on payroll. With what job? 
What job are you going to give them? Then you want to put them on payroll and put $15 minimum wage on top of there. $15 minimum wage, that gets rid of the entry-level job, which all of these Mexican illegal Mexicans were, were working. You're going to have to work under the table again. I mean, if you want, to, if you want an entry-level job, I tell you what, you're not worth $15 an hour. You, you, you come into my company, if I'm going to pay you $15 an hour, you better already have experience and know how to you know, shoot a camera, shoot a camera, do video, coordinate a wedding, or something like that. Because starting at $15 an hour, I have to train you? No, I can get someone who's much more experienced who would work for $15 an hour. I don't want no college kid coming out. Now, if I only had to pay a minimum wage of like, say, $5 an hour, I'd train that kid from high school how to, how to run my business and everything. And he'll come out and, and then all of a sudden he'll say, Steve, I'm going to leave your company. And I said, whoa, I can't have you leave. You mean a lot more to me. So I have to raise his, I have to keep raising his pay. And the next thing I know, he's getting about $100 an hour, $250, $125, $250 an hour to do my photos because he's, he's that much worth of an asset. And then later on, he goes out and starts a, a competing company with me. And I say, hey, wait a minute, you can't start a competing company with me. I'll buy, a, I'll, I'll sign a contract with you for the non-compete contract. I'll give you a salary so you won't compete with me. How's that sound? I've done that before. I've done that before, you know? So, and, and you know, and here's the thing. The Democrats, they just don't understand how business is done. They really don't. They're going to, if they highly regulate us, make us not energy dependent anymore, because right now we produce our own gas. It's going to get rid of so many jobs. Unemployment's going to go through the roof. Inflation, because we printed so much money, is already going to go through the roof. Things are going to get way more expensive. And because of we're going to put $15 minimum wage on top of there, the entry-level job will be done, and that's going to cause hyperinflation as well. So where's all the money going to go? Hmm. It may go into the U.S. dollar, but it may go into Bitcoin. I tell you what, people are going to hide their money into Bitcoin. Even though if I don't believe in Bitcoin, people are going to hide their money there. And this is what it's going to happen. So I think in four years, I think in two years, the, the economy will go, will go down to a point where people will say, hey, you know what? We want, you know, we want more Republicans control of the Congress. And they'll win back the Senate and the House. And then you have the next two years, lame duck for Joe Biden and, or Kamala Harris, whoever it may be. And then uh, Trump's going to run, run in 2024. And it will be regular voting, regular campaigning where Joe has to go out there and campaign again. Or who else are they going to run? They're going to run Kamala? Kamala could, couldn't even win her own party's nomination. She had to drop out of the election. Her own voters didn't like her. They, they, don't, they really don't like her. She's a liar. She's a compulsive liar. And by the way, I'm looking at all these people on Facebook say, oh, she's such an inspiration to women, young women. Do you know how she got into office? We know, right? Her, the guy who she slept with said he knows. He came out and said, yeah, we had an inappropriate relationship. She wasn't that talented as a prosecutor. What did she do for the, what did she do for the black Americans that she champions for while she was, uh, while she was in office? Nothing. What is she going to do as vice president? I'd like to see. What did Joe Biden do in the last 47 years? Nothing. The only thing he did was he wasn't Trump. Oh, no, wait a minute. He enriched his own family. Everything, <laughs> here's the thing too. Everything the, the Democrats 
everything that Democrats actually um, hated, the character that they despised the most, the person who colluded with Russia, that's Hillary. The person who quid pro quo with Ukraine, that's Biden. You know, the person who enriched their own family, that's Biden. They don't even know. They voted for the wrong person. Uh, you know, I do this test with some of my, my liberal friends. I said, well, you, you voted for the person who enriched their own family. They said, no, I, I voted for Joe Biden. So that's what he did. And then they find out, oh, yeah, oh, what, what happened? What did he do with Hunter? Oh, I didn't even know that. Once they find out, they're sick. They voted for the wrong person. That's only the smart ones, by the way. The dumb ones. And trust me, most of them are. Hate to say that. A lot of liberals are so dumb, they don't even know they're dumb. They don't even know they're paranoid. paranoid. They don't even know they're insane. They just want you to shut up because you keep telling them and reminding them, well, here's the equation. Here's why things don't make sense. And I can explain to you the equation. And I can explain to you why global warming, CO2 may not be the cause of global warming. And why global warming isn't an existential threat. I can prove to you why straws are not an existential threat. I can prove to you why Donald Trump and Republicans are not an existential threat. In fact, I'd like to ask a question. Why is everything a damn freaking existential threat? Can you come come up with a better word? Anyway. (sighs) Where do we go from here, people? I would say next four years, wait it out. Next four years, we just like to see. Do the best you can. You know, start a business that the, that the Democrats can't go after. You know, keep your head low, but we have to figure out how to communicate to other conservatives. We may have to go old school, meet in person, right? And, and, and keep safe. If you're for the vaccine, take it, right? If you're against it, that's fine. You know, be careful out there. But it's going to become a thing of the past. If you're probably against it, you're probably healthy enough. You have a, if you're against it, by the way, you have a 99.6% chance of living. <laughs> so, you know, you know, God forbid, like, oh boy, those are like odds. I mean, if I ever told you you had a 99.6% chance of winning, if you go to Vegas right now, you'd be on a plane. <laughs> All right. All right, people. I am out of here. I gotta get up. I gotta get up early tomorrow morning. I gotta gonna go for a bike ride, and uh, it's been fun talking to you. Uh, I think I went off on a tangent and forgot that what the hell I was going to talk about anyway to begin with. Oh well, it's a great day though today. Going to be a great day tomorrow. Hopefully, even with Joe Biden, we got to stay positive and say, hey, it's going to be a great day. I'll talk to you later. Bye.